people who may have tumbled into the stream inadvertently now that we're live and on the internet. Welcome to We Discuss, We Slay Things. A, I don't want to say a knockoff, maybe an homage to the <laughs> Critical Role talking series in which they talk about their characters in their D&D. Long-running D&D game. And we do the same in our moderately long-running D&D game. I am Thomas. I play Zardex. I'm joined by Amber, who plays Emberlin. Hello. Also, Andy. Hey, I'm Andy. I play Belisar. Amy is joining us as well. I play Twiggy. First uh, retrospective with Amy. It's true. Yeah. And, and for a short time, at least, Jason is joining us as well. That's who do you right. Play? I play Zalbert Chubbins. Mm-hmm. I was just yeah. going to say, so who do you play? Zalbert, it's the Zalbert Chubbins cameo. That's what you're getting right now. Tell me who you play. Jason, you were on a retrospective before, right? Yes, I was. Yeah. Right before the uh, pandemic. So the last one we did. <laughs> I, th- no, I think you, I thought you did one with me. Yeah, no, we haven't done one in for a long time. <laughs> Yeah, we, maybe done we, one, we might have done one over Zoom, did we? Yeah, you maybe did it with Nick. Uh, Nick. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, I think you did one after the one I was in. It's been a while. But I did have a, I had something I wanted to ask about if you're ready to bring up topics, but I don't yeah. know how you want to do so, that. So we're going to talk about our podcast show, which is available at weslaythings.com. All no spaces, weslaythings.com. And yeah. also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. I got something from Pandora the other day. I think it might be on Pandora, but you have to probably pay to use Pandora, and I don't know who does that anymore. Pandora has podcasts. That's great. Yeah, of course. And the feed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Spotify. Sorry. Spotify, it's on there as well. Yeah, so we are catching up to where we are in real life playing, um, which we're also streaming. So there's this weird gap between where the podcast version of the show is, which is the nice, edited, listenable version, uh, and then there's the live version, which is the we'll just ramble for three hours. Very little will may happen. It might be exciting. <laughs> it's like a about real an hour, and a half. hour and twenty minutes is exciting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Edit it out. Every Dungeons and Dragons game I've ever played goes absolutely, absolutely all have that same features. Yeah, well, well, especially when it's a group of friends that are just sitting around, hanging out, having fun, trying to have exactly fun. in a crazy world. And to say that the podcast is listenable is being very charitable. Uh, <laughs> I've listened to. One. I, hate, I hate to say this, but I kind of was thinking that when you said that. So I was like, it's good. <laughs> I enjoy it, but I also lived it, so it's maybe a little different. <laughs> It, it's it's not unlistenable. I've listened to way worse games. And if you watch yeah. live sh- games on the internet, you're, you know what you're in for. So it's more refined than than that, I think. And I'm trying. You're doing I'm trying. We're all I like in. sound effects. The sound effects are new, so that's fun. that's something. That's true. Does Amber hate the sound effects? They're a little loud. That's my only complaint. I thought it was just the background noise was loud, but not... Well, no, when I'm listening with my earbuds, like I <laughs> kind of like startle when yeah, I'm just like, oh... Especially when Zabur talks, and you're very quiet, Jason, and it's like, our car fireball, and then you play a fireball, especially, (laughs) and it's like, (laughs) that's how it would work in real life. Yeah, I suppose that's accurate. So my question is, where did you find those sound effects? Um, mostly YouTube. Nice. I just steal them off the internet, like a good old like millennial does. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you can Google pretty much any uh, sound effect, and then it'll be on YouTube, or just YouTube it. You know, search it on there, and bada bing, bada boom. That's where most of the music comes from too. But I will now start citing the music. Yeah, we tried uh, to do that. Before we get before someone somewhere notices our podcast. 
and tells us to stop. I think, okay. okay. I was just going to say, the one that sticks out to me, I've been kind of wondering about every time I hear it, is uh, the drunken singing through or on the road that I think the Otomer does when like we're, when we were taking him. Yeah, it's what like, about it's that? It's in a weird language. I was just, well, I was just wondering what, what that was because the language is like, it's not English. It's just like drunken rambling. I don't know. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's just drunken singing. And so it's in a non-language. Yeah, so it's Simlish. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, yeah, I loved it. I was like, this is perfect. I don't know what everyone else thought, but I loved it. <laughs> that is a nice you know, I think, you know, the, the stream is good. The D&D event, like personally, is a lot of fun. Podcast, it's a bit masturbatory, but it's still a lot of fun, <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's, like, it's for us, by us, whatever. It's the FUBU podcast, FUBU d d <laughs> <laughs> It's the FUBU podcast. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it's not. Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, so... I feel like editing podcast is self-harm, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. It makes your will it make you go blind if you do it long enough. Maybe deaf. Makes you It'll make you break it, out. It makes you very yeah. upset. At least that's my experience. No, I don't mind editing anymore. So in our last episode that we put up, we had it was it was my my acting episode. It's where I went to the Patrick Stewart School of Acting, <laughs> or was it Ian McKellen? I, I think it was. Ian McCallan. It was the Ian McCallan school of acting. So you, didn't, so you, didn't. you thought I was asleep? Acting. <laughs> uh, and we had a run-in with the Raven Queen. Wonderful, wonderful lady. And it was kind of the point at which my character was heading, the turning point, the choice to be made, and kind of whether I wanted to continue using that character of Zardex, the death cleric, who finally runs into, you know the patron of his power and then kind of defending myself against I thought everyone was going to turn on me or something but I think mostly it was Bellasa <laughs> <laughs> and everyone else is yeah. like, we gotta heal him, like right fire. I'm like, wow, nice. You're being nice. I, I mean, I didn't want you to die, and Belisar didn't want you to die, but you know, he was. Yeah, you wanted out of there for something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's only one way out, and it's with Zardax. Um, I think in terms of the arc of our campaign, this one, and then the one that we did around Christmas, that was like the end of the last campaign, mm-hmm. and we kind of had a, a carnival, and we all kind of talked about our backstory a little bit. These two episodes are the most important so far. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is the culmination of pretty much our whole campaign. Unfortunately, it's the second one we recorded remotely because of the (laughs) quarantine. So we're still getting used to that. Like after our last episode, which had just horrible audio, I literally grabbed microphones that I had in my house and drove to everyone's house and like (laughs) dropped it off. I'm pretty sure I gave you a roll of toilet paper too, because that was very scarce at that time. You did. did. Yeah. (laughs) It was was well yeah, it was well received. Both of yeah. us. Well, yeah. <laughs> Toilet paper. Toilet paper, I maintain, is the best housewarming gift you could get for anyone. Just buy someone a massive pile of toilet paper. And that is, you're going to use it. If it's nice toilet paper, it's an, it's an incredible gift. I, I can tell you, in the height of quarantine, there's always Charmin on the shelves. I don't know why, but so there's always make anymore. Well, the Charmin, but it's like the ultra soft. Yeah, you got to get ultra strong. The, the ultra strong is great, but the ultra soft is horrible horrible you know yeah we we, we tried it it's, but yeah. it's uh <laughs> it doesn't work well it no. kind of uh leaves a powdery residue <laughs> Yeah, we don't want that. We don't Horrible. Want that. <laughs> well, else? One thing one thing I was thinking with as we're entering this new phase of the campaign, and it's actually the episode that just aired. Uh, again, I guess, yeah, we're now in this maze. I call it the maze of backstory. backstory. Um, <laughs> we all go through our backstories again. Yes. But it's weird how D&D really starts to imitate or just feels like it's imitating reality, even though I don't think that's Nick's point. 
Um, I remember, I'm trying to think of when we were doing the pyramids and all that, like for whatever reason, it felt very much like whatever was going on back then. And I can't remember because it's, it's like a million, a million years ago. I yeah. But this, like we're in this dark maze. We can't get out. We're trapped. You know, there's no air. And it's very much like quarantine. It felt very much like quarantine. And now, you know, fast forward a little bit. Uh, again, you're listening in the podcast. Sorry. But when we get to Gordinia and we start talking about civil unrest and things like that, like it's just so yeah. parallel to like reality. Yeah, sometimes a little bit too much. <laughs> I think we should probably mention too, like the setup that Nick did as the DM here was was really cool. Like he awesome. he had everyone send their best and worst history of their characters, like their memories. We never really plotted out our characters 100%. I, I actually really love, I think we've talked about that before, of that organic growth of character and story. And, and Nick facilitated like those memories popping in and, in a way. And But I think more than anyone, like Zardex, the character, character this is where Zardex the character is shown for who he is who he has been and you know where he has been and how that is dominating everything that he is and will be probably I still I don't know if I 100% have figured out what the future of Zardex is based on this point but I think the idea behind it and I'll just explain unless you have any you know immediately you want to jump in on anything but Zardex is the culmination of a lot of bad choices Zardex is just the idea that history can be repeated over and over and over and it never gets better. And it goes to what you're saying about how D&D reflects what the characters who play the game are bringing to the table. That's what people are. People are a big collection of thoughts and experience that just rolls up over time. And my thought with Zardex was, and at the time too, I was probably feeling pretty pretty grim about existence, about how like I felt like I kept making the same mistakes and things over and over again and never learned from anything, what would it mean if I made a big change? And I did that in life. <laughs> and I did that in in the game and trying to break that cycle of inaction. Like, Zardex probably is not a bad guy. He just made terrible choices. I don't know if it's super clear how many times that happened. I, I think the joke was that it was at least 381 times. <laughs> And I think that was my original idea too, was like, this is Adventurous Local 381. Like the first 380 are probably dead, right? <laughs> <laughs> I um, thought there would be other chapters like in all the different cities. And- yeah, yeah. And, and then that's 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 it too, right? I loved, I'd like to expand upon that sometime. About Where would chapter how, one be? Oh, they're dead. They're for no, sure dead. They are for sure dead. Yeah. Or or it's like we're, they're just in some really established city and they just sit around drinking brandy. So I assume they'd be in Waterdeep. Maybe, but, but that's, that's fantasy New York. I don't know. Yeah. 380 is a lot. That's way too many. I don't know. You know, like Groundhog Day, it's supposed to be, what, like 10 years? Mm. Yeah. Or more than that? I thought it was like 30 or 40. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I don't think there's a consensus on it, but it's a long time. I mean, that's the idea, too. It is a Groundhog Day thing of like... Zardex got stuck in a really bad situation. We kind of hint at it too, that we got really powerful and were able to break that cycle. Because like, if the party was defeated and trapped in the maze and lost, Zardex would probably be sent back back to Faerun and would do the whole thing again. Yeah, And it, that's probably what's happened. I think Nick kind of throws a line in there one point of like, I shouldn't have let you stay out there this long, mm-hmm. uh, the Raven Queen. So like, there there's a malevolence there. I know the Raven Queen is meant to be like pretty neutral, but it's very 
very selfish. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So how much of this plot line came from you? The concept did. Yeah, uh, the concept did. I, I talked to Nick and I, I, I think we've talked before of like how I had ideas of how I wanted things maybe could go. Like maybe Zardex was going to turn everyone in and go crazy and kill everyone. The um, night that you uh, took Nick downstairs to talk to him cryptically before our game. That was, oh, and we spoke about that on the thing. That was when I had the idea that everyone in the party represented a cardinal sin. Kilbo is lust. Sauber is gluttony. Embrolin is wrath. <laughs> Meemaw was greed. greed. It all lines up. The only one that doesn't really line up is your your character as sloth. But I can turn it into a sloth. <laughs> kind of a sloth. That was the only one that, and, and pride. Belisar was pride. Um, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and the idea that Zardex made this part. Oh, and uh, Zardex was going to be envious of the Raven Queen's power or something and try and like overtake her or something. Um, sure. And the idea was Zardex was going to maybe take gather everyone together and break some horrible seal and summon some terrible evil. But I kind of, I don't know if wimped out of that <laughs> is the right term, but like I rethought that. I didn't want to be the villain or create the villain. But I definitely talked with Nick a couple times, like when I had ideas. And, and I think the idea of having kind of a loop that finally was broken was something that I wanted to put in the game. And I think Nick was really accommodating on that. And now that I've listened more to, more to Critical Role, which I know Nick has listened to, like the Raven Queen plays a pretty big role in that too, in the first campaign, um, kind of halfway. I'm like halfway through the first, their first campaign right now too. So he probably has a little bit of inspiration from, you know, seeing that particular character used in that way. I don't, it, it's nothing like what we're doing or what we did. Um, mm-hmm, but, but it's interesting to see like a big, neutral evil character who influences the party and, and everyone in it through kind of just continuing doing what it does without really thinking much about the party. It, it, yeah, it's interesting. So, What is the Raven Queen's alignment? Neutral. It is true neutral. True it's meant to be like, it just exists. It is. The Raven Queen itself is, uh, in the, the lore of the game, was a mortal person who overtook the original god of death somehow through some ancient ritual and it's kind of they're not necessarily 100% with it because they're not like celestial in nature they were kind of mortal and learned how to draw on power to become immortal and everything so I don't know it's kind of it's kind of weird I like it being a little like unknowable yeah, yeah and I think uh, Nick did a good job because there was one point where Emberlyn challenged uh, the Raven Queen's thought process of like I think Amber you're like I don't think you're looking at it from all perspectives and the picture yeah. 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 And but and the Raven Queen was rightfully kind of um appalled she, by pissed. It. she was mad. She was yeah. mad. She's quality mad right there. Um because <laughs> she's like, I'm omnipotent, I'm you know, unknowable. I see things that you couldn't even imagine. Um, but I like how <laughs> I still liked it, you know, yeah. of like our own our own hubris walking into the situation as well. But oh, yeah. hey, maybe you're just not considering all sides, you know, maybe you should spare us. <laughs> I think it's funny because Nick as the Raven Queen kind of points it out to Emberlyn, but then she just like keeps yeah. pushing it. She's like, nope, yeah. you're, you're, you're not understanding. <laughs> I, I, I did like everyone's reactions to it. And I, I do appreciate Andy, your like just outright rejection of the whole situation. Just because it was. It is a horrible situation that your compatriot had some shit going on in the past and now you're wrapped up in it. Well, and I think... Sucks. 
You know, with, with Belisar, I mean, he's like one of his flaws and what's really driven his whole storyline with Cordinia is that, you know, he made a mistake and he'll never let that happen again. And yet he sees mm. Zardax that did this possibly hundreds of times. And, and that like sense of pity almost for him <laughs> yeah. and animosity towards him. And also just as kind of metagaming, I think there's been situations that have happened that we played and because we're still fairly novel players and definitely just casual players that we just kind of let slide and i'm like no like this cannot just slide we cannot be like wow zardax that really sucks all right let's get out of this cave and let's move on <laughs> yeah. with the campaign it's like no like this is this is a thing this is an emotional like gut-wrenching thing that just happened it's a big it's a big turning moment and i think i don't know like i said i think zardax has a massive chip on his shoulder now and has to figure it out i don't know what the because so spoilers for the podcast if you're if you're just listening through it and haven't got to the the games we played live which i believe you can probably stream more of the recent ones not not some of the later ones mm-hmm. um uh, we've he finds a new patron who is a jokey patron like there's not a lot there um and i'm i'm considering that still to be kind of a rebound <laughs> you know just like sure you're, you're cool i guess i guess you're cool we can hang type thing as opposed to a permanent kind of thing i i think zardex has something to answer for and he he's gonna have to do something about it Mm-hmm. So do you have kind of a patron that you would go after in your mind or would you want to kind of organically come to that? I I, I need to talk to Nick more because he might have a different idea of how possibly it could go. But I honestly don't think following a deity is what Zardex wants. Like if there was a, yeah. So you would change class? Yeah. Or if there is a cleric, someone somewhere has written a, a deity of self-reliance. <laughs> <laughs> Could you be a cleric of stoicism or like some kind yeah, of Yeah, something like that. You know what I mean? I don't think there's a, a I don't think Zardex is going to be like, I will do what you bid because I... You've been burned. Yeah, I've been burned, but also like, I don't trust you to tell me what is good. I need to know it for myself. I mean, that'd be more like a monk, right? Exactly. Or something like that. Yeah, uh, and, could and be a Buddhist I, cleric. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Something something that's a little bit more... Confucius. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's oh, hard yeah. to say. And it's D&D too. So it's like, there are gods just walking around here they are it's not like i don't believe in you i know you're there i can see you you're at the walmart the fantasy walmart (laughs) yeah i love that idea so twiggy this is your first retrospective so up to this point in the podcast what have you enjoyed from this experience a year ago or a year and two months ago when we were brand new to D &D. Mm -hmm. so what's been your process (laughs) you come a long way as our bookshelf (laughs) is steadily becoming inundated i just remember the first day i joined which was like game three or four and Mm -hmm. Um, I had no idea about anything. And I was like, okay, I'm going to play. And it's like, okay, what do you want to be? It's like, I I don't know. So it's like quick flip through pages. Don't read anything. Be like, that sounds cool. That sounds cool. Sure. Why not? Let's put numbers in these things that turn out weren't super helpful versus <laughs> things that could have been more helpful. I know. So, but it's kind of fun because it was just kind of this first stab without critically thinking about it or overthinking and falling into the Druid, I think was wonderful because I didn't realize with all the shape shifting and all of that, cause I hadn't read the description and it just fits wonderfully since I'm a big animal person. Druids or I think druids more than any other character are the Swiss army knife of like, we have a problem and we need a corkscrew and a, a twine and can someone talk to trees? Cause there's a living tree. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> They're like or they're problem solvers. Yeah, or there's a there's a keyhole. Can you conjure some pixies and turn us all into flies and we can fly yeah. through this door? 
<laughs> Good idea. Yeah, it's been pretty fun. And I also, I learned so much of the mechanics because shape-shifting into all the animals and conjuring the elementals and conjuring Bay. And then when you play those characters, you get to look into all their stats and the cool things they can do. It's been fun. Yeah. It. If you could, now that you know more about all the characters, do you think you would pick Druid again? Or I think I was... Is there a so... class you're really interested in knowing more about and maybe trying? Um, I think so far Druid has been my favorite. And maybe it's also because it's the character I've taken far enough to have some really cool stuff. I am thoroughly enjoying being a bard. That's something, uh, at least with the numbers I chose, I don't have any charisma as Twiggy. <laughs> And I always try to do charismatic things. So being a bard has been oh, okay. a lot of fun. Knowing your persuasive abilities as Twiggy really makes the bard thing make much more sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, Twiggy is not per- persuasive in the least. No, but- I'm like, oh, that zero charisma really <laughs> Bards are like mm-hmm. Swiss Army Knife characters, except they don't do any of the work. They get yeah. someone else to do the Swiss Army Knife work. Exactly. They make everyone else into the Swiss Army Knife. They're the general contractors of the D&D world. <laughs> they are. Kind of fun. You like get to kind of put on that performance more and try to role play maybe a little bit more, which is good as a more introverted person to push myself to do kind of a character that you really have to role play more. I would I would say mm-hmm. picking a character voice that you can keep doing is very helpful. Yeah. I like Quark, another character I play because it's just talking like Wallace Shawn. <laughs> I will admit, I will admit, I don't have a character voice. It's just my voice, and that's partly because of my speech disability. Um, I just can't. I have to be able to talk, and then you have to do an accent or a weird voice. What's going? No. What about the the girl from Daria? You can do that one. Yeah, (laughs) Queen. I don't know. Oh yeah. Um, I can't remember the line, but yeah. G Queen. G Queen. Yeah, man. <laughs> I had a stalker. I would want you to tell me. I think Emberlin sounding like that would be amazing to say that. Valley so Girl Emberlin. I cast Righteous Smite. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, this is a this is like a Zardex episode, I feel. Well, I mean, it's because... It's so awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's this watershed okay. moment with, with Zardex, for sure. I really loved it because I didn't... I honestly had no idea what direction you were going to go. And... Well, Nick, I don't think Nick had... Us or, like, betray us. And <laughs> Nick laid out options, and he was like, you can do this, and you can do this. I don't want you to tell me ahead of time. Like, I want you to... Because Zardex could have turned, right? And then he was going to have Zardex be part of the party that attacked everyone. And I... I would come back as a different character. Wow. I'm being wow. So, um, you know, I, I uh, edited the podcast like a month ago, so I don't really remember it all that great. So did we, because we, we gave Nick our best memories and our worst memories. Did the best memories ever come up? Yes, I told yeah, you. In the yeah. It was like near the yeah. end of the maze, right? Yeah, we, yeah, this, that's we later. Trying to oh, the end of the maze. That's How long right. was yeah. the maze? I feel like the maze was quite long, but it might have just been that whole quarantine trap thing. <laughs> I think it was a couple episodes at least. Yeah, well, a few. I'm on the, I'm editing the third one right now. So I think it was a total of four. Wow. I loved that idea. It was so much fun to visit everyone's backstories and then also just the labyrinth maze itself and fighting old enemies. It was really an amazing creation that Nick did and I really loved it. It actually inspired me to write Zabra Chevin's backstory much more fully. So that was pretty cool. Which was awesome when you shared it. I really loved reading that and everything that went into it. Thank you. I'm glad you like that. Yeah, I I like the um, Tarakas stuff. Sorry, what? (laughs) I was just going to say, I can't wait until Emberlin's backstory comes out. Ooh. Did you write it or are you just kind of winging it? It's kind it's, of it's, it's, it's kind of come 
uh, into focus, but it's, you know, yeah. I think I, I think hope... the next maze. Um, right after the maze ends. It's, no, it's in the maze when it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, I hope this isn't a spoiler, but it would be really fun to do a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory episode. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the plan. <laughs> and all the yeah, games. so Emberlin's backstory came out the same episode that Belisar's did. Um, yeah. And I feel. It's very fitting. Yeah, if it's fitting. Um, I just feel really bad because the audio quality just mm. garbled it up really bad. Um, and it started with Belisar's because that's where Nick started and it just got steadily worse. And so by the time Emberlin's came out, it was like, this is really important and this is cool, but I can only understand like every other word. Um, and I, I try to like boost up the audios on it and it's just scratch. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Heard a bit of that. Well, um, well, it was fun. I should probably take off. You guys enjoy the rest, though. Do you have any? What do you have? One last question. The traitors are next. I uh, I True. named an episode after that terrible, upsetting movie. We need to talk about Kevin. <laughs> nice. We need to talk. About it. I had a question about the podcasts generally, but I don't know if you want to hear that. Yes. I was just gonna say. I don't know. We were talking about um, earlier today. We were talking about like redoing the um, the introductions. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I don't so, know. I was just wondering. After we get out of this yeah. game. Well, yeah, I mean, I think we can... I wish everyone was kind of tech-savvy tech savvy enough to just download Audacity and then make your own file because then I... I mean, it wouldn't be that hard to splice it yeah. and then the audio Audacity. would be like a thousand times better and then we could just do our own intros, but... It might be like some app on a phone or something that would work. Hey, I why don't you do just that. bring it to the room? We'll do it then. Sure. I have not used my very expensive recorder in months. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, I did have one thing. Well, it's not really a question so much for Zardex is I couldn't really, I mean, my justification for not having Zabrachev and be mad at Zardex is that it's not like Zardex is, you know, he has this kind of amnesia every time you, you he goes defend, back to the world. Yeah, you defend huh? it. I, I, I yeah. think. Plus, you're my roommate. Yeah, exactly. You're a roommate in college. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have a kinship, so it's hard to... I have a question. Um, so the Raven Queen comes and saves you. When did that happen? Were you still a student at um, Trachis, or It's not 100% clear, but I think okay. Zardex has lived many lives and been brought back to death many times. Mm-hmm. Probably just made young again, I assume. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever... There's a movie, and it was also a play. I can't remember the name. It's like... It's about this Neanderthal who lives... Or he's... Yeah, he lives through... Like, like he's immortal for some reason, mm-hmm. and then he like goes through all these phases trying to dress up as different, you know. Humans. High, so I just assumed the Highlander, was, right? No, it wasn't a no documentary it, series. <laughs> no, it's, it's good, uh, but anyway, uh, so he like he goes through all these phases, becoming like different kinds of people and stuff. I always assume that's what Dardex were doing. Yeah, I, I think I don't. He doesn't know it. It doesn't. He doesn't know that it's happening. He is a per, he's a not the same person because he's probably you know different each time. But every time he comes back and is placed somewhere and accumulates adventurers and mm-hmm. then is drawn back to death. Yeah. To be like a yo-yo in that thing. You see. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which, anyway, guys, well, I'm going to take off. I'll see you later. All right, see you, Jay. Bye. Bye, you. Bye Zobber. Oh. There he goes. Yeah, that, that's an interesting kind of, and I don't want it to be too spelled out because I like it being a little bit like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah but that's just me what, what was that wizard in hello with the magic tavern that lived forever and has lived like the entire age of <laughs> Boon, like four times or something cam the wizard yeah was it cans cam i thought cam the wizard yeah it was arnie Neekamp's first character that he played and they just made fun of him mercilessly yes <laughs>
<laughs> that was a good one. And they're just like, Kim, you suck. Yeah. <laughs> he just keeps living the same, like all of existence over and over again. So eventually there's just like hundreds of him, but they're all <laughs> just progressively older and older. <laughs> it's so terrible. And, and it's about as stale as white bread. Like he is just. <laughs> He's so boring. He's like, he knows everything. He's been everywhere and he's incredibly boring. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's the future of Zardex. Yeah. So it's worth saying too, with Zardex, um, one of the options that I talked to Nick about was maybe Zardex gets uh, an evil death deity as his patron and then just kind of becomes more and more horrible and corrupt. And he gets fueled by that evil patron to be more resentful for the Raven Queen and, and, you know, begin to think that he needs to take the Raven Queen down. We talked about this a little bit in the game, I think, as we played it, but like Orcus, like the evil god of the undead, is someone who hates the Raven Queen and probably would listen to someone who was angry at the Raven Queen and empower them. And then that would be just fun to roleplay to someone who is trying to do good, but is just being fueled by hatred and becoming something terrible under under his own nose. Kind of like Breaking Bad or something. Do you think you could play that? Because you have issues playing evil characters um that's the reason why i didn't i think right is because i think sardex would give it up if he had to make that big choice and there's a point where i think in upcoming episodes where i do just be like no i'm 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 either gonna do spells for good or i'm not gonna cast spells like there's not a choice it's too much of the bringing your own baggage to the DD table i think Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. i was thinking if belisar ever dies i would like to come back as a necromancer (laughs) bring him back i mean sardex no not no like i would have a new character I don't think Belsar would ever do that. But. I mean, I could resurrect Zardex's corpse. I can, I can turn it into a zombie. That's something Zardex can do. I really, <laughs> oh, like, yeah. <laughs> I really like the idea of reincarnating one of you. <laughs> I would love to either play everyone else, like play someone else's character or do the, the intern game where everyone plays like the trainees of every character. So it's like, you know, Zardex Jr. is, <laughs> hey guys, I'm a brand new death cleric. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be like a fun kind of halloween special right yeah something like that i think we should do that i was just thinking i did resurrect you yeah mm-hmm. yeah you wished him back right well no. spoilers yeah did, did you yeah i got hit by a power word death oh and that's it right. was like nah you're dead come on like, no. <laughs> how the spell works buddy nah you're dead huh? <laughs> i yeah. was thinking that already happened <laughs> so i do want to say that this last weekend when we played and i <laughs> hit that guy for like 120 something points <laughs> i killed him but nick didn't want him to be dead so because you thomas you asked you're like last words yeah you're like so isn't that like 120 something and nick was like oh yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> and then he's still alive. It's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> critted and I cursed him. I was trying to set you up for more, I think. Um, and then someone else jumped in with the... <laughs> well, I didn't kill him, which oh. I know I, I did. I think on paper, just in, oh, in, in gameplay. Gives, Nick gives everything like 400 hit points. It's the only way they last more than two turns. Oh, it's true. <laughs> right. And he, he was so pissed off at us that he did not want this character to, or this NPC to die in one round. But he figured it out. He figured out how to do it. We're going to fight a lot more paladins. Oh, he yeah. hates paladins <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh the look he gives you every time you're like hey everyone gets that plus nope, sorry uh, i'm mean to poison what the f- i made a poison dungeon <laughs> can't be scared you can't, be, let you know. can't be scared but you're in the le- the raven queen's labyrinth of fear <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Um, uh, well, but, yeah, that's what I have to say about Zarnix. I don't know if you have any particular questions about. Anyways, just in terms of retrospective, I think one of my personal most fun things happened in a podcast that just aired um, where we were going up against the dragon, one of the dragons after going after the Rakshasa. Oh, the swamp. Yeah, the dragon. Um, <laughs> and I tried to speed talk him and be like, no, you got to get out of here. Like, you know, he's a bad guy's over there and we, we love you, man. We're just here to like let you know that he's still in your loot like i just loved i, I just really enjoy doing that mm-hmm. say. i like having some charisma <laughs> yeah like it didn't work for me like <laughs> never works just, for twiggy either it's, it's, it's fun <laughs> to just poke the npcs every now and again you know yeah i wish there were more like bigger characters that hang out more maybe just had a longer more important role in it i think our our union rep gary is getting there <laughs> gary silver pants Oh, Silver Pants needs to come back. Yeah, he hasn't come back for a long time. Yeah. Oh, but he's still around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, we can teleport him Cal- back Kitten to us. tied up somewhere, I'm sure. <laughs> Show up in Cordinia. He needs to be like a, the villain or something. That would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, he's like this big like mob boss guy. <laughs> it's actually Marius Diabito or whatever his name is. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's fine. Again, it's why are we doing it for ourselves, really? Yeah, it's fun. Exactly. It's fun. Someone someday is going to download this in like a hundred years and be like, "This is the best thing no one ever knows about." <laughs> that's definitely going to happen. Totally. Um, in the wasteland. <laughs> This will be the one di- digital piece of media that's left after the Holocaust. It's entertainment that it still remains. Yeah. Library somewhere in a desert. <laughs> They'll make a whole religion out of us. That's going to happen. Uh, uh, I was just going to say, my my one little tidbit from this episode is that uh, when I first started playing, you guys were still talking about the giant badgers. Oh, and yeah. That was like a thing for a while, like how much they messed you guys up. So it when was I was so thinking bad. of my memory, because Twiggy was like, giant badgers aren't bad when I first joined the group and I'm like standing up for him. So when I built my backstory, I had to have the giant badger in it. So I thought it was so wonderful that Joe's worst memory was the giant giant badger <laughs> experience. Great juxtaposition. Yeah. Those badgers are complicated creatures. <laughs> they were just really lucky badgers. Yep. Very, yep. very lucky badgers. Uh, well, that was a fun one. It was a really interesting acting moment. Um, I remember being really concerned about how to prepare for that because I knew it was coming and I knew it was coming and I, I knew there was going to have to be a lot of weight on on whatever it is I did. And I think it worked. I don't, I don't know. I think you did a great job. Uh, I think I think one of the turning points with this is that we really got into role playing more. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. Got, yeah. it got more serious. And I, again, that kind of reflects reality. But I think we're like, okay, we're sitting here. We're sitting down. We're not just drinking and eating chips and and, you know, eating food. Um, we're actually playing this game and trying to role play it a little better. Yeah, I, I think there it definitely is a more of a taking it at a, at a different pace. Um, and that's why it's weird that I don't know what to do with Zardex. <laughs> I like, what do I do with him now? I don't, like I said, I don't think he mopes for a long time and he acts like an annoying kid in the next couple episodes and is just like kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, Zardex is definitely angry, you know, and he's confused because he has these powers and doesn't know where they're coming from and wonder what the heck's going on. And yeah, I mean, just you're really angry. <laughs> nowhere, just... nowhere to funnel it. That's, that's, I guess that's where it really is yeah i do like in the current campaign 
um, how you kind of provide that moral compass to Belisar. So it's like you really had that turning moment and it like shows the weight of the situation that happened with the Raven Queen and Emberlin does it too. And I think that's like great role playing. I think that's what Xernix has learned is, is yeah, things suck. And it really depends on what you do with what you got. <laughs> I think we talked about it a little bit in an earlier one too. Amy, now that you're here for this, uh, your backstory, I feel like we didn't give the weight that it needed <laughs> with the, with the, your, your mentor who, when you appeared, no one trusted at all immediately. <laughs> and I was like, come on guys. <laughs> I mean, I suppose Nick did like make him a warlock. So. Yeah, he was a warlock. Come on. <laughs> Not that you guys know that, I suppose. <laughs> no, I think we did. No, because he didn't reveal that to all of you. Oh, okay. He's just real cryptic. <laughs> Like, can't blame you. <laughs> and it is that coming after a moment where nobody trusts everyone's motives because they don't know what they're hiding. And then this guy appears out of nowhere and is like, hey, I'm your best friend again. No, he's more like, no. <laughs> <laughs> But I think I think eventually we've misplaced that mistrust. That's the worst way of saying that. <laughs> yeah, and hopefully we go back to our compound at some point. Yeah, and so. yeah. Got to go back and stock up to go uh, save the chocolate factory. <laughs> well, I'm a little worried because um, I don't think we're gonna have a time. To, I hope we'll have a a short rest. Yeah. Um, That's not gonna happen. Yeah. I think, I, gonna I think we're just gonna roll on, roll on, and um, we're gonna be. I do. Up. I that's one thing yeah. I wish Jason was here for because he always talks about this out of the game too. He'll just come to me and be like, "What are we gonna do in the next game?" I've been thinking about it for days. I'm so <laughs> worried about it. <laughs> um, and the answer is, I don't know. We'll wing it. That's what I do. Um, yeah. As far as far as this being the end of like this episode was like the end of Zardex is kind of bigger arc, right? And I didn't know if Zardex was going to walk out of it. Like, he's kind of in the fight. He just kind of throws himself at it. Is he going to die? Like, he's going to throw himself at this fight because he doesn't want maybe to keep going because he knows how horrible he's been or how horrible the acts that he's managed to impose. Like, how many times has he stood up to the Raven Queen? We don't know. Like, maybe he's been struck down a hundred times. Who knows? Um, But the interesting thing about D&D for me is, and, and this is going back to it being essentially, it's just therapy. Like, you don't die at the end, and the bigger challenge is to live through it. The bigger challenge is to figure out what you're going to do next. The bigger challenge is to be like, that happened, I'm going to do this now. And I think Zardex is still caught in that a little bit. I, I, like you said, Amy, with the trying to be the moral compass for other people, I, I don't think that's that's it. I don't think that's what Zardex needs to be, but it's a step. Right, he's like trying to figure out himself, and it feels like he's trying to atone I think, Belisar, you're probably in the same situation, too. Like, Belisar probably just wants to beat the villain and just die in that fight and be successful. But I think it's harder and the story is more difficult to write when it's like I beat the villain now who's next like right because it's like that crescendo of it and then it's like okay well a lot of times that's the arc of the campaign right where the campaign just naturally comes to an end because we've defeated all of our internal demons right and they lived happily ever after or Or they die die. (laughs) at the same time yeah (laughs) the enemy dies or you die and that's not how problems work you don't kill your problems (laughs) You put them off a little bit or you manage to resolve them in a way that is is comfortable enough. Like That's why I wonder why, maybe that's why D&D is popular, right? Is it's like, this is a problem I can solve. This is a puzzle box that I can move my character in the right space and defeat the monster. And by golly, we earn the XP. <laughs> 
so, so like i've noticed that too with zardex is like he broke the cycle what the hell is next <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, um, that's a great point. Well, and I think at the same time, Zardex also found a group that accepts him for his flaws, right? Yeah, I, I think that's the only reason he was empowered enough to do that, to break it. And that's, uh, again, it's D&D reflecting reality, I think, for yeah. all of us. <laughs> We're all a bunch of misfits that have found a group of misfits to hang out with. <laughs> People are a big ball of experience and they just keep rolling and picking up new ones. Yeah. Well, I really see D&D as very much like, you know, back in the day when I did play therapy is that you can have a kid that's playing, you know, some random game and it always goes back to their own experiences, right? It's all metaphorical. It's all metaphorical play. And we don't ever stop doing that when we actually get out of our own heads and just start playing, right? And so D&D, we're playing these characters that are just a facet of ourselves. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a trained professional. <laughs> 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 well, I mean, it gives you an, a, a safe way to act out out of character too um, mm-hmm. yeah like I'm taking it back to Zardex he goes all silky and annoying and I traded all my spells for a damage spells I don't know if anyone noticed that like the next couple of episodes I'm like shooting fireballs and blight and yeah. not healing anyone because I didn't take healing spells um <laughs> Zardex we were all missing those like six you were all missing those six hp to be fair zardex's healing is just trash <laughs> hey it saved bellastar more than once if you fall down he gets you up real good but if you don't if you're not dead you get you get 12 hit points back <laughs> yeah that's what we got that's last week that you know emberlin can oh emberlin's a better healer i think yeah yeah you are i mean you're lay on hands you can just reheal heal points if i took heal actual heal which is a six level spell I can heal up to like 70 hit points. That's about it. It was pretty crazy to have the battle where Emberlyn was like so focused on healing and mm. not just laying down the law. Oh, you like hated it. You hated it. I, I wasn't able even to, I, I couldn't cast any smites. My poor sword is like, had Dusty. dust on it. It's like, pull me out, pull me out. Well, I think too, Zard- like in the recent campaigns, like I'm playing Zardex as a cleric now. Like that's maybe at some point he wanted to be the damage healer or, you know, blast people with spells. But now he's like, I'm going to make my, I'm going to use what I have. I'm going to make, you know, I'm going to curse the enemy so that you can do your 133 damage hit or whatever <laughs> insane amount that was. Um, that was nuts. It was perfect because I got a crit it on it. It was perfect. So it was just yeah, bizarre. well, it's after I, I mean, I, I take my uh, percentage of that because I cast oh, yeah. a new weapon on you and then cursed them so it was double damage. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. I did very time. little. I was just like saving all my spell slots and all of my like shape, shape shifting. I was like, mm, I think I'm going to need this later. <laughs> Turns out we will. Only bet yeah. all. I've got plenty of spells. That's good. You got your sword. What are you worried about? I'm not worried. When is when have we ever had trouble with a monster except for the snake man and the badgers? The, the skull guy was pretty hard. Oh, the, the skull. Because that almost skull. killed us. <laughs> yeah. Okay, three enemies we had a major challenge with. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think... You know, Nick just wants to give us this grueling fight this week to the point where we expend all of our, you know, add-ons, all of our spells, all of our potions, and then we might have to flee, but I think we'll probably end up killing him in the end. We'll be bloodied and bruised and battered. Are we going to give up? We're never going to give up. <laughs> no, I don't think we will. I think, I just, yeah, I think Mima's he's going to have an opportunity to use his hellish, rebu- hellish rebuke. <laughs> Yeah, I oh, man. I wonder how Joe is feeling about it, too, because I know he is kind of tired of just doing one thing, although he does enjoy being able to roll a 42 on stealth. 
plays he plays Mima really well though. <laughs> He's so good at it. But the Duke Duke Countula. <laughs> <laughs> yeah with more m's but that's the thing with him and, and i think i don't know maybe maybe i'm just transposing myself on him but like you know Mima can be a really one-dimensional character just the way he's he's built but joe has done such a good job on just really embracing the chaoticness <laughs> of Mima and really role-playing it well i know he also wants Mima to die yes <laughs> we all have this like nihilistic i don't want twiggy to die okay <laughs> No, I think Zardex wants to atone somehow. And I think that might mean like confronting the Raven Queen and bringing people back. Yeah. I don't know. With the aid of the mullet god. (laughs) The mullet. Yeah. He's going to help you out. (laughs) (laughs) Whose holy servant is a roadie. (laughs) Uh huh. Well, uh, you know, I think, again, this episode was well played. Um, I really enjoyed listening to it and I really enjoyed doing it. So good job to everybody because I think we all, again, role played the heck out of it. And it was just a ton of fun. I, I I will say I based what Zardex did on what how everyone reacted to it. Like everyone came to his aid. <laughs> <laughs> Even Belisar was like, "Hey, ambulance got gotcha. you." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna give Everyone you. I was gonna give you. you. I would. I would. Don't worry about. Yeah, it. I was gonna give you health potions or a health potion, but I was like, "Eh, ambulance right there." I was kind of shocked. I thought everyone would be like, "Oh, he literally brought us here to die." <laughs> well, just re-listening to it, I was almost wondering that too, because there was one point where I like, or Belisar was like, "Okay, so you know, Zardex, what's the meaning of this?" And then Mima, he more focuses anger towards the Raven Queen, but he got out his sword. And then Emberlyn, you know, put her hand on her sword and was like, I don't know if Emberlyn, you were looking, or Amber, if you were looking at Zardax in hatred or in defense of him. I, I don't think that Emberlyn hated Zardax. I think she was just a little apprehensive and wanted to know what the hell was going on. And I think that she just wanted to be prepared. I don't think that it was necessarily that she she was um, had any sort of uh, stock in the fight. It was just like, all right, I'm gonna just uh, lean back and see what happens. Yeah, and and knowing that your backstory for your character is that she had a family that betrayed her like having someone that you adventure with and travel with maybe possibly betraying you to the ultimate death like that's not cool no but again i i don't think that i i don't know if it's just because i'm um lawful um that i i don't think that i would jump on that wagon i would just wait and see what happened if if zardex moved against us i think i would have um struck him down i think if everyone had been like Zardex, what the hell? Why did you bring us here? And, you know, angry at Zardex, he probably would have taken the Raven Queen side. Like, that would have been enough to make me think, well, okay. <laughs> that's how, <laughs> if that's what you really want Zardex to be. Well, I'm, I think Belisar is very happy that Zardex is still around. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, they're, they kind of just speed up on one another, you know, like they, (laughs) (laughs) true brothers. And you know, that's true brothers. That's all they do is beat each other. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, and so I think the next episode or maybe that's the following one after that is the world's worst pep talk. (laughs) (laughs) I I need to listen to it. Well, no, it hasn't aired yet. I don't think. All right. I wrap up. Uh, This is a nice chat. Yeah. Parting thoughts. No. um, Again, I think zoom has encouraged, us to really get into our characters and explore it which is nice for 
I think all of us and I am really enjoying it and I, I like in person much much better for the I record. miss you all yeah we miss <laughs> you all yeah again it's it's a it's interesting listening to to it and what we were all kind of going through emotionally back then I continue to drink too much <laughs> so. I can't oh man oh after we played on Thursday I had what a cider or something I just had a splitting headache for a whole day and it just didn't go away for so long so oh, weird that's awful that's no bueno okay well thanks guys yeah, yeah. thank you good job Zardex good job episode. it was me it was my episode it was your episode everyone gets an episode hopefully we'll come back to you Twiggy and we won't make fun of your friend <laughs> I want to know. If, I do want to know if Joe does want to do more. Maybe we should ask. Do what more with Mima? Apart from kill him off and turn him into a new clone. Well, I would really like him to do a retrospective. I think it would be really interesting to like hear his out of character meta game. We'll try. Perhaps, perhaps that's why he wants the clone because it gives him a chance to morph things. Mm-hmm.